Hello, and welcome back to Celeb Buzz. I'm your host, Mia Lardier, and this week I have a great holiday episode for us that will get you prepared and ready in the kitchen. First, I have Carla Hall from The Chew, who's here to give you advice on what to do when you burn your turkey, because you know that's going to happen. And then I have Lorraine Pascal, author, host of The Worst Bakers in America, who's here to talk about her career as a model and a chef and a baker and an entrepreneur and a businesswoman and an advocate for foster care and adoption, and also fill you in on a really great idea for a holiday drink. Finally, our staff chimes in on the things that they're most thankful for this year in 2016. But first, let's talk to Carla Hall. So um, I'm here with Carla Hall. You're the chef, author, and restaurateur. You're also a co-host on The Chew. It's a pleasure to speak with you today, especially now that you have all this great food in front of you. I know. We see the waffles. There's some some kind of meat element in front of you. A meat element. I love it. Yes. It's yeah. great. And we're here today to talk about, we have the holidays coming up. We have Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, everything that coming up, which is normally a stressful time for people, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. And the, and the thing is that I try to put the stress into perspective. And, and it's stressful because people want it perfect and they want it magical and they want it memorable. And I think those are all fine. But I, I think the thing is you take the stress out by actually realizing that cooking starts at the grocery store. But Aldi is much more than that. And, and the reason I partner with them is because I do love quality, but I also like saving on, holding onto my pennies. Mm-hmm. So um, you don't have to sacrifice quality to have affordability. So that that's premier, especially in this day and age. And so a couple things, so that you have a plan. And I'm always telling people to um, make your menu based on a balance of hot dishes, room temperature dishes, and cold dishes. And I don't think people think about that. I think they think about what they want. And when you're balancing the hot dishes, sort of look at what what pots and pans will actually fit on your stove mm. and, and look at what will fit inside your oven. And these are just for the hot dishes. And you can, you can prep whatever sauce, whatever... Um, the stock and all of that ahead of time. This is like the day of. Mm. Then um, you have your room temperature things that can be already be on the table and you have your cold things that, that are going to come out of the fridge. So that's, that's paramount. So in terms of when I say plan. Um, so then once you have the plan, mm. and, and it, it, it sounds contradictory, but you should be flexible. Mm-hmm. Because if you go to the store, how many times have you been to the store and they don't have what you want? Oh, so many. Right? Right. But do you, tell me this, do you chuck the recipe or do you just say, okay, I'm going to be flexible and get something else? Yeah, it's definitely one of those situations where it's like, okay, you got to put your thinking cap on and think, have a chop challenge by yourself and think, okay, what can I substitute in? Yes, that's exactly it. And that's how you have to go to the store because the thing is sometimes there are things that are there that you feel like, um, this is even better than I thought. Like they'll have... Um, some cipollini onions or, or whatever, whatever this vegetable is. You're like, oh, that'll be amazing. But you never, you never thought about it. The other day I was in Aldi and I saw these tart cherries. I never can find the tart cherries in the can. Hit it. Right? That's crazy. So I'm like, oh. So I'm, here I am grabbing these tart cherries and I'm like dropping cans and people are like, do you need a cart? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. I have tart cherries. Right, right, right. And then you think, well, what can I do with this? It's that, it's, that tastes similar to something else. 
Yes. So for the holidays, those tart cherries, for instance, could be in uh, a cranberry sauce, a cranberry and tart cherry. They could be in a cobbler. They could be in a pie. They could be the sauce uh, for your ham. They could be next to, um, they could go into a strata. So the, the thing is, to if you're flexible, then you can see the potential for that one surprise that you actually got. Right. And, and what do you have for tips? I'm, I'm someone who's somewhat young and I haven't hosted my first Thanksgiving yet. For people who either are just starting families or, you know, just want to have a Friendsgiving by themselves, what are the tips that you give to people who are giving their first Thanksgiving? I think um, it's going to be stressful for you anyway. So start with something that you know how to make. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So don't try to be really fancy. Don't try to compete with your mother, with your grandmother, because I think that's what makes people really stressed out. Like, what is the family going to think? They're, the expectations. So I think manage your expectations. And so and make something like I have all of these tips and recipes that are approachable. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, for instance, I have this strata here. Mm-hmm. And this is bread, which can be any bread. I use brioche, but it can be whatever kind of bread. And, and in the store, they have uh, all of these different kinds of breads. And then you have the custard, which is eggs and milk. So those mm-hmm. are the staples for a strata. But you can put whatever kind of vegetables, you can put whatever kind of seasonings in that and make it your own. And I think it's a really easy, easy dish. It's cooked in this crock so it stays warm. It's great for Friendsgiving. It's great for people who are doing a potluck because things stay warm and it stays hot for a really long time. And it just mm-hmm. frankly looks good, but you can also use it as a version of stuffing because you can use cornbread. You can kind of mix it up. So there's that. Um, Another thing that is simple and doable and that you can make ahead of time is this chicken pot pie with waffles. This base, this this dish is good just to make ahead. You can reheat it, but it's also good as for leftovers as a dish to use for leftovers because you can use turkey, you can use ham, you can make it um, vegetarian. Then you don't have to worry about making it ahead. You don't need a crust. So here I have the waffles, which are all staple ingredients. I mean, you have cornmeal, you have flour, you have the frozen corn. And so everything that you need to make this is already in the store. And so you pair the two together and you have like, like people like, oh my God, that's brilliant. Yeah. It's something that is perfectly approachable and doable. Because it's very cost effective too, even if you're thinking about the strata. Yes. And especially when you tell people, oh, I made a strata, most young people don't even know what a strata is. And it's like, oh, that sounds so elegant. You must have spent hours. And yes, exactly. Or you can even call it a savory bread pudding. Right. You know, like, oh, what? Like, whoa, wow. And, the, and who doesn't love waffles is another thing. So it's great. Right. Um, and for you, again, another stressor is that people who are cooking turkey for the first time or just, you know, have trouble cooking turkey. What can you do when a turkey reaches a point where the, either it's burnt or something doesn't look right? Well, if it's, if it's burnt, it doesn't look right. You can always break it down like a chicken and then put it into the gravy. No one would be the wiser. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I, I do want to share with those people who are cooking turkey for the first time is to break it down. You can actually have somebody do it at a store. You bring it home. You can break it down like a chicken. So instead of dealing with this massive bird, then if you break it down so it, you have your breast you have your wings, you have your legs, you have your thighs. Break it down to those pieces and roast them. It's going to 
cut down on your time. It's also going, you can actually marinate them or brine them or put a, a dry glaze on them. You have less space now that you need to store that turkey. The only thing that you have to prep ahead of time is to actually get it and thaw it in your fridge safely mm -hmm. so that you can break it down. And um, I do that every year. And the, and the great thing about that is I can do half my turkey one way. And like last year, I did this um, gremolata lemon uh, rub on it. And then I did also like a spicy turkey. Mm -hmm. But I just took the half the turkey, did one thing, and the other half and did another thing. And that's delicious because everybody could dra grab all different kinds. Yes! Yes. Accommodating everyone. Um, and now, if people want to break tradition and start something new and not do turkey and do another kind of meat, what do you suggest? Um, my sister always wants fish for Thanksgiving because um, she um, she doesn't do ham. She uh, the Turkey's okay, but she always wants fish. My husband is a vegetarian, so we think, okay, what are we going to do for him? But I still want him to feel like it's just as special. And it's all about the size, but I wanted him to have a special thing. So kind of like the turducken of vegetables. So I take squash, and then you can put that inside of a butternut squash. And then you can put that inside of, uh, of, of a bigger, like, pumpkin thing. Oh, wow. And inside you have, like, this mushroom duck cell that you pack in there. You have two halves. And then you actually tie it up like you would a roast. And you roast that thing. And, <gasps> and then you can slice it and you put gravy on it. Just imagining so, the smell is so amazing already. Um, and for you, um, what's been your most memorable Thanksgiving story so far? I think my most memorable Thanksgiving was the first year that my cookbook came out, Cooking with Love. Mm -hmm. And in celebration, I, I realized, oh, wait, I have this book of recipes that my family doesn't seem to use recipes. So I asked each of them to take a recipe from the book. And, and, and they were family recipes. So everybody was uh, in charge of a particular dish. And it honestly was one of the best Thanksgivings that that we ever had, and I don't know if it's because they thought they knew how to make the food and they would wing it, so they went eh. Yeah. Or I did the homework by testing the recipes, and everybody felt like they had contributed, and it was perfect. Even my mother, who doesn't really cook, so she did um, the cornbread and a couple things. So I was like, yay! That's something to be thankful for for sure. Yeah. And Carla, where can we go for more information and tips from you? So for more information for the tips and all of the uh, inspiration, every day we'll have a new one. It's aldi.us slash holidays. Perfect. Thank you so much and have a great holiday, Carla. Thank you so much. It's great talking to you. Great speaking with you too. Before we get into our conversation with Lorraine Pascal, let's check in with our staff to see what they're most thankful for this year on Thanksgiving. This is Michael Preeby. I'm the editor-in-chief at CelebBuzz, and this Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for the fact that Nick Jonas continues to show off his abs and give this country a much-needed distraction. This is Matt Rossinello, managing editor at CelebBuzz, and this Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for Lady Gaga, also known as Mother Monster, also known as Stephanie, also known as Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata, also known as Hashtag Joanne, also known as XOXO Joanne, also known as By Joanne on iTunes. Earlier this year, she released a spectacular new album before transitioning careers and becoming a full-time political analyst for Twitter.com. This is Gabby Chung, senior editor at CelebBuzz, and this Thanksgiving, I'm really thankful for streaming services like Netflix and HBO Go. Between Black Mirror and Westworld and the Gilmore Girls revival, I'll never have to leave the house or talk to anyone again. 
because isn't that the whole point of a holiday? So you can have time off and catch up on your shows? Hey, this is Scott, a staff editor at Celeb Buzz, and this year I am grateful for the return of Corey Feldman. Love him or hate him, he's keeping things interesting. Hi, this is Jelani, staff editor at Celeb Buzz, and this Thanksgiving I'm thankful for Dream Kardashian. Thank you for bringing happiness in a time of darkness in America. Love you, Dream. And I'm Nia Lardier, multimedia content producer at Celeb Buzz and host of this podcast. And I'm thankful for John Han just simply existing. And I'm also thankful for all of you who tune in each week to listen to our podcast. It's been a lot of fun producing these episodes, and I hope you enjoy them. Speaking of which, let's get back to our conversation with Lorraine Pascal. We have Lorraine Pascal all the way in London. It's so nice to see you and talk to you. Hi, how are you doing? Good, good. It's so great to meet you. And for those who don't know, Lorraine is, um, she's many things. She's a model. She's a chef. Um, she's the host of two new shows, correct? We have uh, The Worst Bakers in America and The Holiday Baking Championship. Yep. Yes, it's so exciting. And you also own um, Ella's Bake Home. In mm-hmm. So you do, you have your, literally your hand in many pies. I do. I really do. I'm very busy. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's, it's great to speak with you. I mean, coming up on the holidays, we ha- it's great to speak with someone who has a lot of culinary experience. Um, for us, we have Thanksgiving coming up in the next week, and then we have all the holidays that follow that. Um, how are you getting ready for the holidays this year? Um, I'm traveling around so much at the moment that I haven't even had a second to think about the holidays. Yeah. Um, I normally go to my father's for um, in December, and Thanksgiving is something that we don't normally do over here in the UK. Right, right, right. It's just another day for you guys. But it's it's very interesting. I was reading up on your, your history and your career, and it's just such an incredible journey to see all the different turns that it's taken and how you've navigated it. Um, I think the, the most interesting thing is I'm, I'm also adopted, and I know that you were adopted as well and went through foster care. Um, and you, 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 I guess you grew into this, you grew into a model first, correct? Mm-hmm. Your, yes, yes. And you were scouted by the same scout as Naomi Campbell? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, in London, uh, the woman who found Naomi, um, she also uh, suggested that I was a model. So there you go. That's awesome. And then at what point in your career did you realize that food was something that you really wanted to explore? Um, I think it was um, after I got married and I had my daughter and I really wanted to be in one place rather than flying around so much um, when she was young. And so I just started to look at different courses and things that I could perhaps do um, to find a new career path. Mm-hmm. And the one that that got me was cooking. Right. And then how, so how was it? Um, you, you had extensive culinary training. Um there are people who just kind of jump into it, but you're someone who really studied and appreciated the food. Um, for you, what was the hardest part going through culinary school? Um, I really enjoyed culinary school. I mean, I did a year of culinary school, then I did a four-year degree in hospitality management and um, patisserie. Uh, and the dissertation, I think you call it thesis, was mm. the hardest bit. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I really enjoyed it because it's something that I wanted to do. Sometimes when you're maybe in high school and going to college you kind of do stuff you're not right really sure what if what you're going to do with your life which is fair enough and very common but I suppose where as you're a bit older you have more of an idea of what you want to do which makes it all the more enjoyable right 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 and I think that you you landed mostly in baking what how do you find it different do you have a preference for baking to cooking 
No, I mean, I like everything. It's a time and a place. Baking's normal that you do for a celebratory occasion, a special occasion, something you do at the weekends. That's really more where baking's place is. And then my cooking, most of my books have a lot of everyday, simple, quick recipes in as well, because I know it's all about uh, the balance. It's very important. Yeah. And I think the balance is something too that I, I noted on your, your biography. It's it's something that someone coming out of fashion, a lot of people in fashion are, you know, sensitive to body image and things like that. And I think that it's very important for young girls, especially to remember that balance is something that's very important in your life. Yeah, balance is super important. It's very easy to get caught up in body image when you're a woman and, and men. And men too. And, yeah. And what you see on the internet and what you think you should be like. And we all have a body type, you know, where we, there's tall and skinny or there's curvaceous. And I think sometimes people want to get into the other body type when they're actually this specific body type. Right. So I think it's about making the most of your body type and loving your body, even if it's not quite where you want it to be. And you have um, also YouTube channels. I was taking a look at some of your videos. But yeah. Which I started to do a YouTube channel last year and it was very difficult because it was all cooking and baking right. and I was struggling to keep up because I travel so much. There might be like two months, three months when I'm not even at a in a kitchen other than in a hotel. Right. Recently, I've just started to do little vlogs on stuff I'm doing and on everyday issues that have affected me. It's great. It's it's great to see, you know, people have this, especially young people, I think, have this uh, you know, you're scared to jump into the kitchen and try new things. And it's like, oh my gosh, am I going to burn this egg? Am I going to, you know, do whatever? But it's it's refreshing to see you, even though you have experience, to go in and just make it fun and be like, guys, we're just, we're just going to cook the omelet. It's just so easy. Yeah, it's all about having fun. I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves when they're cooking and expecting too much and doing a recipe they've never done before perhaps for a special occasion so you've got the added pressure of knowing there's lots of people I right. think it's good to start small and realize that everybody makes mistakes it's fine to make mistakes and just don't put too much pressure on yourself exactly and for you I mean again in your many different roads of entrepreneurship um, your bake shop what's been the most rewarding part of that experience for you um, just the fact that I know, you know, that I can start a business. Yeah. So I think that's the main thing. You know, um, I did a TV show with Steve Harvey recently, um, getting people to make the jump from one career to another. And it is, you have to be quite brave. Um, mm -hmm. But I think anyone can do it with the right support and the right advice and yeah, the right people around them. What's the best advice that you ever received career-wise? Um organized have a have a good business plan don't just wing it yeah that is a good idea because people think oh my I'm just gonna take the leap it's like okay you gotta know where you're gonna land though and the way you, do, you gotta know where the money's coming from or how long the money you have is gonna last where are you gonna get more money from all of that exactly um and for you you're um it's great for me as a young woman to look up to um people to other women who are making big jumps in their career and making a name splash for women and because it's very important in this day and age still um for you who are your role models growing up you know I didn't really have role models growing up it's more now that um I admire maybe I love quotes mm. you know I love uh, Steve Jobs quotes and Sir Winston Churchill quotes Oprah's my like all-time hero I'd love to meet her one day of um I really uh love and respect what she stands for where she came from where she is now um so it's I think it's um 
I like reading um, autobiographical stories um, and learning how people have gone from adversity to to triumph. It doesn't have to be that you're a super successful business person. It could be a psychological triumph, just triumph over the over the self even. It's not just about money. All the money is very nice, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's I guess it's more self-fulfillment <laughs> and making you feel rich inside. Um, for you, and now that you're on, you're doing, a, you've done a bunch of TV shows already. Um, and now you're doing Worst Bakers in America and Holiday Baking Championship. Um, when you're coaching these people who are, you know, either amateurs at baking or new to baking, what are the most common mistakes that they make? Um, not measuring, which you have to in baking. Baking's a science and you can't just freestyle it. Right, right. Um, using the wrong size or shape tin you know if it says you need a nine inch round tin then you need a nine inch round tin you can't be sort of saying i'll i'll just use a nine inch square tin because the capacity the volume inside is very different um i think people struggle with yeah knowing when stuff is ready using the wrong type of flour but yeah reading not re i think reading the recipe through is very important mm. Yeah, that's what I find a lot of people do is they just see, okay, I have all the ingredients. I think I'm good to go. And then you realize that you have to, you know, thaw the butter out or whatever for nine hours. Yeah, exactly. That's really important. Just give it a quick skim read through. Um, what's your favorite uh, recipe to make for the holidays? Um, I recently made a pumpkin brownie. Ooh. So it was a pumpkin brownie um, with a cream cheese frosting. So like, cinnamon spice, had pecans on top. It was delicious. That sounds very good. I can I can like smell it. And also, um, coming up on the holidays, do you have any cocktail recipes that you enjoy making? Some actually, someone mentioned a pumpkin martini, pumpkin spice martini. Really? Yeah, which I really want to try because it sounds gorgeous. But I've I've never actually seen. I've never actually tasted it. But I've just heard about this pumpkin spice martini. Would that be with like bourbon or maybe something a little bit? I don't know. Maybe lots of spice, lots of Thanksgiving holiday spice. Also coming up on the holidays, a thing that we find, um, you know, especially for us in America coming up on Thanksgiving and all the other holidays coming to the table is something that's the most rewarding part of the meal. Um, for you, what brings you to your table? Coming together because we've all got busy lives, we're all too busy sometimes to stop and be with people. So it's that one opportunity to get together, discuss what's been happening, you know, really connect, like look into the wise of people's eyes, properly connect, mm -hmm. properly talk and, and yeah, spend that time bonding. Looking ahead to the future, what are things that you'd like to achieve? Yeah, I mean, I really enjoy helping people. I think, um, I think was what, what, what Oprah says, don't think about being a success think about how you can be of service to other people. Mm. And um, I um, I love doing talks. I do a lot of talks, public speaking events. You know, I do a lot for, in the foster care space or just uh, like w women's award ceremonies and that kind of thing. And I'd like to keep doing those. And I'd like to also do, use my um, experience and also have some real theory behind it. So um, I'm just starting a um, master's degree in psychology. Wow, that's incredible. Congratulations. Yeah, it's all online. So, yeah, it's, it's two years. So watch this space. See where we go to next. For our listeners, is it, what, how can we help you get, uh, help get involved in your foster care um, and adoption um, charity work? 
Oh, I think the best way is to seek out local charities in your area or even like there might, there's the National Agent, is there a National Fostering Association in the America? And, you know, they have, has, have hashtags, retweet stuff that they're tweeting and um, speak to people about it. So many people understand adoption. They don't really understand fostering. And they also, if they do understand adoption, they think they can't adopt or they can't foster. Mm-hmm. So it's just about doing a bit of research, spreading the word getting people to know and understand more about it. So hopefully we can find more families for these wonderful children that really need a home. Absolutely. And what do you think, um, based off of that, what do you think that most people have misconceived about foster care? Well, over in the UK, um, I think, I mean, obviously there is a lot of red tape, we call it. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, there's a big a big process to go through when you're fostering adopting or adopting a child rightly so right but I think some people like I did a show recently about fostering and I was trying to say look I I know um I know people single people that foster children um gay couples that foster children older couples that foster children younger young adults that foster children mm. so um it's open to many more people than people than people may well think so I think it's about exploring that and, you know, there are so many wonderful children and they've just been in unfortunate circumstances, which has led to them not having a stable home. So if you've got a spare room, you know, if you think you can do it, just research, have a Google, have a look and, you know, you never know, it might be something that you will end up doing. That's such great information. And Lorraine, we're so excited to watch you. When does... um Bakers in America premiere on Food Network? Um, well, it's um, the Holiday Baking Championships is on now. Fantastic. And we will send out links for your books to get your, everybody's hands on that for the holidays. And yes. we'll check out your website as well and your vlog. We look forward to it. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. You too. Goodbye. Bye. Buzz is executive produced and edited by Mia Lardier, with theme music and technical support from Adam Raimonda. Subscribe to our channel on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher to get updates when new episodes become available. And head over to celebbuzz.com to get all of your Hollywood news on the reg.